Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I love all the tweets this morning from people like, hey guys, just so you know, remember, it's the initial 53. It's like, yes, we know. Like people tweet this every year as if like, let me drop this like piece of knowledge on you that nobody knew. Like, yes, we are aware. It's the initial 53. But it is still the initial 53. So definitely a lot to talk about from it. Yeah, I I love how you just took shots at Potentially our listeners there, so that was nice of you. Wait, way to start, way to start the countdown. I out. was going to give you this big intro, and then you know, you get take a shot at our lit, and you know, it I, is what I, it is. I feel confident none of our listeners were among the beat reporters or NFL reporters. <laughs> it's official, like yes, we know they're going to be moves. We, okay, we I didn't realize you were just talking about beat reporters. I thought you were talking about people on Twitter. No, no, just like okay. the national NFL people that are annoying. So take a shot at your college. I like this. That's even better. You're just ready to go today. Yes. Uh, All right. Well, let's just go through it. I think it's, you know, let everyone know where the roster stands, how all these things that we were wondering about shaked out. Obviously, you know, you can list it as we go, but we don't need to do much debate on the top of the roster stuff that we expected. But, you know, just I think we dive through kind of how it stacked up against what you were expecting, where the surprises were for you. So uh, I think we start offense. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to yeah. say J- Jalen Hurts made the roster. I feel he's in. He's made very, yeah. very good about that. Yeah. What else? Started quarterback. So, so Mariota I, made the roster. Mariota made it. He, uh, Tanner McKee obviously made it. I mean, I think the first kind of shock, I would say, now I didn't have him on my 53, but I think that the first what a flex. name. Yeah, no big deal to me. Um, <laughs> like, and, this might have shocked some people. It wouldn't shock Well, you're going to hear that a lot throughout the uh the 50 oh! I did well it's not it's not a winner yet but I, I feel confident um is it so this is good this is exciting they did not keep Britton Covey and I think that was the right decision in my mind a I think he was a decent punt returner but I don't think he was electric with the ball in his hands I think he was good at fielding the punt which people will listen to and be like oh yeah that's when that receiver coach said JJ is great at lining up in the right place or whatever it was. Like, I get that that's maybe not the most exciting skill to have as a punt returner, but when you have this offense and when you have, again, like an offense that's going to score the majority of times they have the ball, 
not turning the ball over at punt returner and just making the right decision, not costing them yards there is, is incredibly important. So I kick, so I, I can picture a world where Covey is back and returning punts on week one, whether on the practice squad and then uh, elevated. But I think not keeping on the initial 53 is the right move. I don't think he has like a ton of upside or potential. I think he kind of is what he is. He, re- he improved a little bit at receiver this year, but he's not somebody you want to play receiver all the time or in a game if you know receive- other receivers were to go down. So I think not keeping him was the right move. Um, Joseph Ngata cut. I think he could be back on the practice squad. I think he did have a good camp. A lot of beat reporters disagreed with me on this, but he got thrown the ball a ton. Now, didn't create a ton of separation, which I think is ultimately why he didn't make the roster. But I think he has upside. I think he will be back on the practice squad if he gets through. But those are really the only two, I think, kind of that had a shot to make the roster. And they went really light at it. They only have four. I think you could see him claim somebody else or elevate from the practice squad, maybe even like a Greg Ward for week one. But only four on the initial one. Yeah, I would be surprised if they only have four on game day. That seems like I think to the point about Covey, you know, I think obviously not someone who has a lot of value to the rest of the league either because all he could do is return punts. So someone who last year. Yeah, I am sure he'll be on the practice squad if I had to bet. Honestly, I feel about as confident about him as anyone they're quote unquote hoping to slide through the practice squad. Um, All right. What else? Well, so the other thing, even though they only have four receivers, like, they do. They did end up keeping four tight ends. They traded for the tight end from Denver. Um, say, obviously, say Goddard. his name. Say his name. So, do it. So, do it. So we had come on of, the beat writer we need. So we had a bunch of people tweet at like, uh, can't wait to hear Elliot try to pronounce it. <laughs> so, I didn't. There. You that know is, what's hilarious is that I didn't even know that. I saw no tweets. I just wanted you to say the name. Yes. So it's Albert. And now I'm even going to look at the pronunciation while I try to do this. Albert. Okuabunam. <laughs> Albert Okuabunam, I guess maybe feels feels tight. Feels like maybe I got that one. I I just like I just pulled it up. If you look at his uh, pro football reference, it says his long name, and then it just says in parentheses Albert O. Yes, that's probably what <laughs> I'd imagine. That's what he uh, what his nickname will be here. Uh, so but, all right, here, let me see if I can do it. Ready? You see where the pronunciation is? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Okay, Okuabunam. Okuaibunam? I guess. Albert Okuaibunam. Yeah. Okay, well, I think it's okay, Albert Albert Okuaibunam. We will get a chance. To We've had some tough that. tough pronunciations in the past. We all remember the you know what seemed like months and months and months of the Big V ultimately ending yes. on Big V and the people where anyone who had learned the name was super excited to say Halapuli Bali Vata, whatever it was, Bali Vatai, if I remember correctly, something like that. Never was, yeah. This is a tough one. We're gonna have to learn it. But his name is Albert. Yes, and it is a cool name. Like it, it's an awesome name. No, it's an awesome name. Yes, Um, it's it's on us to learn it. It's not, you know. Yeah. So he gets, you know, reportedly released earlier in the day by the Broncos. Um, he had, I think, like 101 yards and a touchdown in his final preseason game for the Broncos. And this is a good example of a player reportedly being released, but then the Eagles, in this case, a team wants him, so he doesn't go through waivers. They make a trade for him. I think they traded uh, a condition, like a six for him. and a Yeah, it was like a six for a seventh, essentially. Yeah, plus yeah. him. So I like it. I mean, he's 6'5". You watch like the highlights. I've seen him so far. He kind of looks like what you hope Tyree Jackson turned into, just in terms of his size, his arm length, uh, some of the catches he made. Tyree Jackson was released. 
I think it makes sense. He didn't have a great camp. We all know I love Tyree Jackson. I planted my flag pretty firmly on him. But ultimately, he didn't have a great camp, and I understand releasing him. But I think this is a smart move. Like, if you look at their, if you look at their tight end group, Goddard, uh, clearly the best tight end of the group, but also, like, a, a more of a unique body type, I think, than Stoll or Calcaterra. I think that Albert O could come in and be more of the receiving threat that Goddard is if, knock on wood, God, God forbid, Goddard were to go down for five or six games or, or longer. So fourth year in the league for Albert O., He's not played a ton. I think he has four touchdowns, 50 catches in four years. So certainly hasn't gotten a great chance, but he's played on a bad offense with bad quarterbacks. And I like I can envision a world where he's tight end too on this team. He's experienced, great, you know, very good receiver, good receiving body. So I like the trade. I think it was a smart one. Um, obviously, I didn't see it coming, so I didn't have him on my 53. But I thought it was uh, the right move. Yeah, I'm going to guess that none of the other beat writers had Alberto on their 53 no, either, so you can uh, rest assured. Uh, let's move on. Quick question with that, though. Do you think they keep the four, or do you think this is for now, and that that's – like if they find someone in a position they want, that one of those right. four is a likely guy to go. You so know I what could I mean? See, I could see Calcaterra getting cut um, just because Stoll is the best blocking – I mean, Goddard is a good blocker too, but of the backup tight ends, he's the best blocker they have. Calcaterra, I think, would probably make it through waivers. And now that you have Albert O, is like your backup elite kind of receiving um, type threat, receiving but, uh, athletic end. receiving. Yeah, yeah, there's less of a need for Calcaterra. So I think Calcaterra could be one that could go. Um, I mean, really, we've talked about the quarterbacks, uh, you know, the receiver. Yeah, we didn't mention right. it, we, but you said it assuredly. I think, and Trey Sermon was released. Yeah. Uh, and Rashad Penny made the team, so we can move on from that. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. All right, what how did the old? Uh, what do you think of Jonathan Taylor not getting traded? I shocked. So yeah. little, little inside baseball, not inside the dugout. Um, <laughs> as you guys know, if you're for long time listeners, we have a text thread, me, Jack, and Elliot, the yes. baseball guys thread. And I, uh, I was, I think I was taking my nap or something. I had just gotten up and I was looking at my phone, and I see on the thread, Jack in all caps texting. Elliot in all caps. And then and like and Elliot goes, let's go. And I, I absolutely thought the Eagles trade for Jonathan Taylor. I opened up the Twitter, this and that. And then I found out almost as good. Aaron oh, yeah. Sipa's cut. I'm sure we'll get to it. I we probably should have led with it. Yes. Thank God. Thank you. Sorry. Emily's going to be like, what the hell are you doing? But I'm sure well, he's going to be back. Week. He'll be back week one and I'll be devastated or whatever. Right. But we'll get to that. Um, but, um, yeah, so I, uh, I, I was, so I was surprised by it because I had the moment where I thought the Eagles might actually do it, uh, just cause that text thread, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. They didn't just take kind of the best offer they had for him. You know, I think it was dumb. It was dumb of them. Like I get that you're holding out for more, but he's going to miss four games now. Now when you trade him, it's likely at the deadline. I mean, maybe a team swoops in and tries, but like, he's now going to miss at least four of 17 games because of they didn't even take him off the pup, which is surprising to me. Like maybe his injury is worse than we think, but just seems like mismanagement of an asset by them. 
I, you know, there was like kind of yeah. You know what? If I'm him, I would, and, and we'll move on to the. I would, I would consider just holding out and losing yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, and um, just, you know, until you have to play, and then you know, stay stay healthy. Yep. So know? there was there was loose reporting throughout the day about the Eagles being involved. My kind of like thought on it and my reading of everything is they were probably like, mm-hmm. hey, keep in touch on what the offer is. Keep in touch from the agent on what you think he'll get paid. We, you know, we, we would like to at least be informed on it. And that's what Howie does. And it's smart. Like he probably sat around, I mean, obviously he was doing other things, but he probably wanted to know before Taylor was moved, what the offer is and what the contract is. And that's why you hear the Eagles be involved. So clearly no team must offer offered anything that great. I can just picture Howie sitting up in the Novacare saying, all right, I'll give you a fourth and a conditional six. Like just sitting there, like needling the Colts being like, there's no way you'll do this. But my, I mean, People will say I'm being delusional here, but I still wouldn't rule it out. Like he'll be available at the trade deadline. They have a good relationship with the Colts. They have running backs that have had injury history before. It'll be cheaper at the deadline. So if you're a, you know, Jonathan Tiller believer out there, I wouldn't completely give up on it yet. I wouldn't say they have a good relationship with the Colts. They had one. Frank Reich was there. Oh, Shane Steichen, Shane Steichen. The whole Carson Wentz thing. Yeah, Steichen. But I don't think Chris yeah. Ballard is super excited to deal with Howie Roseman. But no, we did agree Rick, to do the joint practices. But yeah. you're right. They're probably nerve wracking. It's probably not fun to pick up the phone from Howie if you're yeah. uh, the very overrated Chris Ballard. But yeah. But um, yeah, I think, you know, if you're them, I, and I think honestly, for John Taylor, you should have pushed to get traded somewhere on a one year deal and just played out his contract yeah. in a better situation. And I think that was the only way it happened with the Eagles. I, I think I, to your point, checked in, but I don't think he was ever going to give Taylor a contract anything close to what he wanted. But I think he would have been like, hey, you know, instead of if it's going to play out where you're going to stay in Indy for a year and play out the year there or sit out the year there, come here for a year, be freaking awesome behind our awesome offensive line with our awesome team, maybe win a Super Bowl and then hit free agency in a much better situation. That would have been my pitch. But and that's why I think there's still a shot. I think like ultimately oh, this would be down the road, but you know, yeah. I, you know, we'll see. And in that case, you're trading with the idea that you're not getting contract. You know, if you're a deadline trade, it's not, he has no mm-hmm. leverage anymore. John Taylor, regardless. All right. Uh, O-line, any surprises before we move on to the day? Um, no, not really. I mean, look, Fred Johnson got the two-year contract a few days ago. If he Had he not gotten that deal, I probably would have listed him as a surprise. I think he had a good camp, but I just didn't think he was going to make the team until we saw that two-year deal. So he'll be their backup, kind of like main tackle on the right side at least, and we'll see what they want to do with Tyler Steen on the left side. No Josh Sills. Sills didn't make the team. I think when he came back from the commissioner's list, it was his spot to lose. And I think he lost it. Like he played poorly in practice. He played poorly in the preseason. We'll see if anyone claims him. I would be surprised if people do. Um, And then Opeta did make it. I had him on my 53. I think he's an underrated player. He can play both guard spots, but ultimately when you look at this line, like clearly the top five are very good and we'll see, you know, with the backups, but there are probably not many teams in the league that field good backup offensive lines. So, you know, much like a lot of positions we'll talk about, I think the Eagles should feel very good about uh, where their line is at. Maybe a little light. I mean, nine is maybe a little light, but I don't know. If, I don't think there's anyone they cut that I think was worthy of a roster spot. Yeah. And they have, you know, you hope that even if one guy goes down, it's the guys already in the line can help lift up yeah. the guy who's going to fill in and all that. All right. Defensively defensive line. As of now, Derek Barnett's still an Eagle. So they keep, yeah, we could talk about that. They keep 13 defensive linemen, which look, I get the logic of it, right? Like it's a little bit like the logic of drafting Jordan Davis, where you just, you take chances on defensive linemen and you keep them in your building and you don't release guys that 
you know, for punters or punt returners. Like Moro Ojamo is a better chance of being an impactful NFL player, in my opinion, than Britton Covey or Aaron Sipos. Katavi, uh, I believe it's Katavius. Katavius Street. Um, I didn't have him on my 53. I'm a little surprised. He had a very quiet camp. I didn't think he stood out. Didn't play in the final preseason game, which should have been my clue. Should have been a sign, yeah. Yeah, should have been my clue he was going to make it. But I thought maybe he would have gotten through waivers. Regardless. And he was a free agency guy, like someone they targeted in a way, at least. And I always think this is noteworthy. They had him go on WIP. I did too, dude. Well, that's when they talked about it. When that just happened, dude, I thought about that dude was on WIP. I remember his press conference. I remember them like publicizing it in a way where it just felt like me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but a lesson, Elliot. Yeah, a lesson good lesson. To be they come on WIP. The WIP corollary must always be taken into account. Have ever been on WIP that were then released? Yeah, it's a great Probably question. Probably not high. Um, so at Edge, Patrick Johnson, they cut Kyron Johnson. I thought that was the right call. Um, I don't think he's an impact player and he hasn't done anything. Patrick Johnson. Elliot, at least- I don't know. I'm of the belief you can never have too many Johnsons. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> So Reddick, Sweat, Graham, let me ask you a question. Are you concerned about the fact Nolan Smith isn't practicing? Sure, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we always talk about rookies and, um, you know, how important training camp is and developing early. I mean, you've brought this up a million times, and you started camp great, and it's been, what, a a week and a half, two weeks, something like that? 11 days since he's Yeah, yeah. So, look, I'm I'm concerned somewhat about it, but I also – I would, you know, as this camp has gone, I've I've been excited about the way you've talked about him, the way everyone has talked about him. But I've always kind of been pretty like solid on on Jalen Carter as the rookie. I'm expecting yeah. to contribute a lot. Like I wasn't like I think whatever they get from Nolan Smith is a bonus this season. I I was looking at more at Nolan Smith as not a bonus. That's unfair. Like I expect him to contribute, but you know what I'm saying. Like I'm not counting on Nolan Smith this season in a way that it seemed like some people might be coming out of of you know, into the training camp when it happened. So like, I'm concerned about it, but I'm also not, you know, freaking out you know, on a team perspective, but I'd like to see him back. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say there's a good chance of this. I think he does play week one and he's active, but you know, he hasn't practiced in 11 days. I'd be curious to see if there's any shot he doesn't play week one or even like maybe a small stint on IR. Although they probably would do that pretty quickly after if they. Hey, Flyers fans, it's Al Morgani here. I want to tell you about my new Flyers podcast, South Philly Sauce, along with Ashlyn Sullivan. We break down the ins and outs of the team while also bringing you the best interviews with players, coaches, and media members. You can hear the new episode every week, twice a week, on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast.